Hello, this is Elizabeth and Hillary with Changing Stories Podcast. Today we are talking about visuals. Really, really believe that people should be using visuals with their child to help make transitions and activities in life easy. I've had parents tell me that they feel like their child doesn't really look at them, doesn't need them, that they verbally understand. And I have worked with some children, including my own daughter, who is not that visually inclined. But most children with autism and ADHD that I've worked with do enjoy visuals. And it's a great way to uh, be able to prompt fade as well. You can use the visual as a prompt and then fade it out a lot easier than verbal prompts. And so, so I guess that kind of gets us into what different types of visuals there are. Hillary. So there's a di several different types of, of ways that visuals can be utilized. You can use visual schedules where children or adults can know what's going to happen throughout their day by having a schedule that is either pictures or words written down. I mean, honestly, if you're someone who uses a day planner, you are using a visual schedule. You are using a visual schedule. On my things, mm -hmm. all of and my things. And then you also have sticky notes all over the place. So that would be another type of visual. Mm -hmm. um, so there's the first, there's the schedule. Um, for young children, it can be pictures, like showing you're getting up, you're getting clothes on, you're eating breakfast, you're going to school, you're going to bed, whatever it is. Um, as they get older, you can replace the pictures with words instead of pictures. Um, it gives them a place to move it. When it's done or check it off when it's done or cross it off when it's done, we're big believers in um, lamination and dry erase markers. Um, we use a lot of visuals throughout our sessions so that kids know what's coming next in their day. But visuals, like Hillary just mentioned, can also just be a simple sticky note to remind you of something that's not specifically a schedule. I like sticky notes because I write something on them and then when I do it, I throw them away. And it makes me happy to wad them up and throw them away. Um, visuals could also be, um, like for my own daughter, Ashley, we do visuals to show who she's going to be with throughout her week. And so we have the week, we have an error on the day we're on. And then I have, whether it's going to be myself or relatives or Hillary or my husband with her throughout her day. So she can at least know who, who is with her. She really doesn't look at it very much and is not a terribly visual person like I mentioned earlier. However, there was one point she wanted her dad and I said that he was at work and she specifically pointed to the picture of him on the schedule and looked out the window. So clearly she's using it a little bit um, more than we thought. Yeah. And I think that I have a visual for my kids, visual schedule for yes. how to get ready. Yes. Um, and I think that people underestimate <clears throat> how much children want to know what's happening. If I woke up and somebody came to my house and just moved me throughout my day, they just, okay, it's time to eat. Here's your food. Okay, get in the car. Didn't tell me where we were going. Took me there for I don't know how long and then took me back and just went throughout my day without me knowing what was happening. I would completely lose my mind. Well, and that is extremely stressful. Just not even knowing every time you get in the car. How are you, far are you going to go? Yeah. Are you going to be in there for five minutes or four hours? Yeah. And you so know. it's extremely unsettling. And just because somebody is young 
or because somebody has autism doesn't mean they don't want to know what is happening and when. Yes. So a schedule is extremely helpful. And I say this all the time on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. A visual schedule can also help them know how much longer they have to go of something. Yes. How much longer do you have of your therapy session because you want to watch TV? So, so we've talked a little bit about visual schedules, mm-hmm. but there's also like um, other visual aids. Yes. When I um, <clears throat> recommended that parents on road trips use a map, mm-hmm. that would be a visual. It's not necessarily a schedule. It's a little but bit of a schedule, but it's more of a, from point A to point. And it's helping B. them to know what the itinerary is. I mean, yes. think of it as adults, whoever's listening to this, you know what you do throughout your day. You know. Yeah. You hopefully you do. Yeah. Um... Other visuals can be um, some sort of prompts, prompts to take medication. Um, we've used stop and go signs to indicate when a, a room or an activity is available for a child. So um, they can turn it to go when they are able to go into that room or have that activity or do that thing. Um, and they can turn it to the parents can turn to stop when that's not available. We've used that for parents who work at home. Uh, we've used that for slowing children down on eating. We've used that for um, slowing children down on tasks like homework. Um, we've used it for, the first time I ever used it was for indicating to somebody when their arousal state was getting too high and they needed to calm down. Yes. <clears throat> um, so. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um Other types of visuals could be token boards, things like that, or visuals of how well they're doing, if they are moving along in what they're supposed to be doing and earning tokens. Um, Star charts, things like that, charts that indicate rewards and when rewards are available would be another type of visual. Um, the biggest one I want to go ahead and talk about too is a break card because oh, we've yes. used that. We use that. That's something there's, we'd make everything individualized for everybody. Each person has their own individual plan, but a break card is something that we use with almost every client that we work with um, because it doesn't matter what their issues are. Most people engage in some escape, maintain behavior and they want to break. And like Elizabeth has taught me, when somebody is stressed out, for lack of a better word, is not the best time for them to find their words to describe if they want to break, even if they are highly verbal. And I have had children that are highly, highly verbal that can have full conversations with their caregivers and indicate that they know what is happening across their day just through verbal conversations that still relax when they see it in visual form. Mm-hmm. It also is a great way to stop repetitive questioning if the child is like, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? What are we doing next? Look at your schedule. I've had a lot of clients who would do that because they really just, like, it wasn't even, I think people are like, I already told you, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this. And it's like, but they can look at themselves to check it. And sometimes the jumble of words, it's hard to sort what order it's happening in. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to the park and we're going to the zoo and we're going to a party later. That's a big okay. day. Yeah, it is a big day. Um, what, and we have never had a day like that. But, um, <laughs> but you know, what is, what is happening first? And when are these things happening? And what can I expect of those things? And what are the rules going to be? Also rules, visual schedules of rules. I, I like this even with employees. You know, if have rules established and you have them in written form, it is 
easier to have people follow them. If I tell either a client or an employee something, there is a, that is an exchange that's hard to follow up on because uh, they can say, I don't remember, you didn't really tell mm -hmm. me, I don't know. But if you write it and have them sign it and then they don't do it, then you have a place to come back and say, we had this discussion and here's your signature mm -hmm. to prove it. Yeah. Um, so that is a great way to kind of hold people accountable. Same thing. You can use it for your kids on rules. You know, if the rules are written down and they're like, I didn't know I'm not supposed to jump on the couch. Well, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that it can also be used as like a prompt. So if somebody always forgets to check out whenever they clock out, if having a big sign that says the clock out or forgets to check in or yeah, forgets to check in. Having a big sign could definitely help with that. Um, I don't know. I want to go back to the break card, I guess here for a second. That's really, really helpful for people. Um, just because like I said, when they are in that arousal state, it's sometimes hard for them to find the words to say that they need to break. But if it's there, it like reminds them, Oh, hey, wait, this is an option. You know, like you don't really know things are an option if you're not seeing a representation of that thing. So if I were to say, let's go to the convenience store, what do you want me to get you? And you don't go in. And I say, what food do you want me to get you? The foods that are go through your mind are foods that you can really think of, like potato chips or a piece of chocolate. But if you go into the store, maybe you see a random snack cake that you would have never thought of on your own. But once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, I want that. Well, that can kind of be how a visual aid is sometimes. Like, it's not going to occur to the person that they could use a break. But if they see it there, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I do want that. Same thing if you, um, I'll, I'll a lot of times recommend that parents do, um, like, activities on a visual schedule. When they're like, my child, we have tons and tons of toys, but they never play with them. And they're always saying, I don't have anything to do. You know, if you have an activity chart and they're like, I don't have anything to do. I'm bored. Then you can show them you know, these are your choices. And somehow that makes it easier for them to actually initiate an activity. I talk about this all the time. My mom always gave me a book of things to do when I was bored. Like it was a list of a hundred things to do if you're bored, which is kind of like a visual. I mean, it, it yeah. pictures of things to do. Yeah, absolutely. It is a visual. Yeah. It's just a book form. I've done book form visuals. Mm -hmm. I've also um, used game boards. I've talked about this before. I've used game boards with children as like um, a behavior game almost that if you. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Um, I've done it with quite a few kids where if you follow the rules in a room, you get to move your piece. Or if you follow the rules for the session, you get to move your piece. And then you hit on certain pieces. That's also a visual. It lets them see um, how, how they're doing, whether they've done moved along on the game board indicates, you know, if they're at the very beginning and it's been six weeks, well, they're clearly not behaving well most days. But if they are moving along at a pretty steady pace, then you can see that most days they are behaving in the way that was established and are making progress towards getting that prize. I've had a lot of parents that just verbally tell their children about, you're going to get the prize at, you know, the end of the day or the end of the week or whatever the time frame is. Having a visual representation of that lets them see the progress they're making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can help them to feel more accomplished. Because sometimes the end of a week can seem really far away. But if they can look and see, oh, it's Wednesday. I've gotten three. I just need to get two more. Then that can help that child stay on track. 
So another way that visuals can be used, we kind of touched on it, but we didn't really go into all the different ways, is as a prompt. It can be a stimulus prompt or a response prompt. So you can use it to, let's say that you are um, working with a kiddo who has ADHD and doesn't always finish all the problems on a paper. And they just skip over some things. Well, maybe you could highlight the number of the problem and then slowly make the highlight color less and less and less to where then it's not there anymore. I mean, that's a visual prompt, uh, visual aid, basically, to help yes. prompt them. Or um, I've had kids before who, what was it? I had a kid, I can't, I remember who the kid was, but I'm trying to think of the what the goal was. They couldn't read, but they were aware of textual language. Like, they knew their name, and they really enjoyed it. And they enjoyed looking at books. They enjoyed going from left to right, like, pointing out words, but they couldn't actually read it yet. Um, and there was a goal that I was trying to get them to do, and they were, like, making no progress on it. I didn't know what to do. And then it, it was just it was just a tacting goal. It was yeah. tacting action. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't get them to... But writing it, tact the action, they would just like echo me in a weird way or they wouldn't respond or whatever. It was like a lot of no responses. But once I wrote the word down, so I would jump and then say, what am I doing? And then give the prompt, full prompt jumping, like I'm jumping. But I wrote it down and then pointed to it. And just the fact that it was there in text, they couldn't actually read it, but they knew that that was the word they were supposed to say. And so then that completely worked for mm -hmm. that kid. First, thin boards are also visuals. Oh, yeah. For I sure. I mean, they're kind of a schedule, but there are mini micro schedule mm -hmm. of you're doing this and then you're doing this. Yeah. First, but you're um, going to lunch. Then you can play with your spin toy or something. I don't know. I'm just yeah. making something up. Yeah. So that would also be another way visuals can be used that are just, it's real, real simple. Mm -hmm. uh, one picture, the other picture. And it can even be something like first work, then price. Mm -hmm. And you just have generic pictures. Oh, and it can also, uh, that, that goes along with helping people pick what they want. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I mean, I, I have that same client just have a complete meltdown because they don't even know what they want to do or pick the same thing over and over, like, what do you want to do? I want to play with bubbles. And it's the same over and over. Maybe they don't want to play with bubbles anymore, but they don't really know what else. Like I just said, if I went to the store and told you you'd get whatever you wanted and you and you say potato chips every time just because you can't think of the other. Um, so sometimes it can help people to make choices, even if it's something they want to do, just because they don't understand what their options are. Prompts are really important because as I mentioned, just slightly halfway mentioned earlier, um, verbal prompts are really hard to fade out, but visual prompts can be faded out so much easier. What do you mean by that? So if I had a child that needed to take medication and they were getting older and older and older, and I was still having to say, did you take your meds? Did you take your meds? Did you take your meds? I ended up writing down meds on a piece of paper. And so instead of saying, did you take your meds? I just showed the child the sign and then they took their meds. And then I got to the point where I'd show them a blank sign mm -hmm. and they knew that that meant take meds. And then I got to the point where I would just walk down and look at them. Yeah. Cause you were fading it out because I was, that's fading a really it out. smart. I remember you saying that before. Um, and so when you're verbally prompting somebody, it's really hard to, to back up on that. Yes, to get it to go away. 
But if you are doing it as a visual prompt, you can either get it smaller and smaller, further and further away, lighter and lighter and lighter. There's I'm a so, fan of lighter and lighter. There's so <laughs> many different ways to get that out of there without having to overprompt. And a lot of times when people verbally prompt, they just overprompt. They're just like, did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Did you? I mean, and they just go over and over and over and it just never fades out. Mm-hmm. And if someone has to be told every step of their day what they're, they're not doing, be independent. They're, that's not independent. They have to be mm-hmm. able to do it without the reminders. A huge fan of visual aids. I, the biggest thing is, if you're speaking right now to RBTs in the field, if your BCBA has a plan and you don't want to do it, believe me, your life is easier. You think that it's a harder thing. Same for parents. You guys might feel like, oh, I have to make it. I have to carry it around. I have to point to it. I have to give the markers. And you feel like that's a lot of work. Believe me from experience, it's more work to do whatever cleanup you're going to have to do. It, maybe it's their behaviors that you're going to have to deal with. Or maybe it's literally cleaning up after some mess or something. Regardless, the aftermath of not having a visual is more work than using the visual. Absolutely. So just use the visual. I, I Believe have, me, it works. And people are so resistant to visuals. Not our last place we worked. But I, I don't understand the resistance to it. it. It makes your life easier. So if you're like, okay, I'm on board. How do I go about making these visuals? Print it out. (laughs) Use a laminator. Yeah, you can, several ways. Um, The cheapest way is you can get a roll of contact paper at the store for like five, six bucks and just stick it on there. They will last, and print out pictures from your computer, stick them on there, and they will last for a long time. I recommend if you're really going to be making a lot, go ahead and just get a cheap laminator. They're like $25. Yeah, they're really not expensive. Um, Get the lamination sheets that also, they'll last forever if you're not doing that much. You can go um, online and um, Google almost any store or place and get pictures of them if you're like looking at doing schedules or looking at doing um, public places that you're going to go and what they look like. You can find almost any picture. Or you can find the bathroom at major locations. If you're going to the mall, you can find the picture of the mall, of the bathroom at the mall. Yes. Because you just Google it. I swear it's on there. <laughs> um or you can go and take your own pictures. Yeah, do it on your phone, text it to your email, text the picture in an email or whatever to yourself and then just pull it up on your computer print it out. I always like to put them in Word documents so that you can mm-hmm. play with the size of the pictures. Yeah. Um, I also like to have Velcro because a lot of times you want to Velcro them to things that you don't have to. Yeah. Um, I or mean, you can laminate, you can write on something, laminate it. This is what my favorite thing to do is. Working with me, I know you know this. You just write it, draw a box. And then laminate that and you can dry right on dry erase markers on laminate. Yes. And then you use a magic eraser or rubbing alcohol to wipe it off. Oh, my new trick. I got a um, handheld um, hand sanitizer spray that mm. ran out and I refilled it with half alcohol and half water and I used that. It's like the size of a pen and I use that to... Get wipe off your wipe off uh dry erase yes but yeah no totally that works super duper well it's it's just an easy I mean so you can be as simple or elaborate in your visuals as you want if you're wanting to put together some sort of prize or token board or game board I mean just think about what your child is interested in or the child that you're working with is label maker you could use a label maker mm-hmm. on people's visuals um but you can you can 
I, I've met so many different ones. I've done like everything under the sun. I had a child that really loved books and we made a board of a bookcase and then the tokens were books. Mm-hmm. I have had um, children that have done, you know, whatever they're interested in. Barbie, chess, Peppa Pig, Toy Story, random Disney things, Mario. I mean, anything. You can search those things, get those visuals. If the child is um, is at a communicative level where they can participate in it, I, a lot of times will have the child get on the computer with me and pick their own pictures. Because, you know, just because they like Barbie, maybe they don't want the pictures of the Barbie that you printed out, but they want to pick their own pictures. Of I've had Barbies. clients recently that want to make their own, like draw their own uh-huh. tokens and just laminate them. I have had a child that really loved puzzles, and so I made their token board a puzzle. I just, like, made a puzzle, cut out the th- the tokens so that they were puzzle pieces, mm-hmm. and then they fit together to create the puzzle on the token yeah, board. Yeah, I remember that. It's really cool. Um, I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can uh, involve the child in the process or get them excited about it. Nobody wants to see a bl- plain white board with just dots on it yeah unless that's what they're into but or uh, on break visual aids if they can read or if they're an emergent reader put the word break on there too because they like it we've had kids that learned how to read because of the words being on their schedule Mm -hmm. if your kid is really time oriented you can put little clocks on there too um so that you can they can start participating in telling time now that can backfire on you if you don't stick to the time schedule and they're like hey it says two and now it's three and we haven't done this but you know if you can stick to the time i recently taught somebody about on times where i put like a range yes like nine to nine thirty and i was like okay so at about nine thirty and the person said Okay, so at about 9 to 9.30, yes. Um, so, so there's just a lot of different ways that you can utilize that and get the child to have buy-in or the adult to have buy-in. Um, lots of different schedules you can do. I've done book schedules where they just have like a notebook and they're going, their day is the book and they start their day at the beginning of the, the page and at the end of the book, their, their day is over. Um, so there's just, I mean, you can really look at what works for you, what works for your person that you're working with and how elaborate they need. Also, just another kind of pro tip, if um, if your child uses a device to speak, you can use the same images that are on the device. As visual aids. Great as idea. A great thing, point to make. Like a break, yeah. we use the break card that goes with the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, system yes i don't know what i was talking about or eat or whatever yes. they're trying to do you, yeah then you can have the same things over again i also did a pretty elaborate um system for my daughter trying to get her to understand what clothing to wear for specific weather utilizing hot and cold on her device and putting it in her drawers and then also pairing it with the season mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. so there's there's just so many ways to use visuals um Obviously, we highly recommend that. Um, I don't, do you have anything else to say about visuals, Hillary? No. Okay, so we are done talking about visuals. What are we uh, talking about next week? Next week, we will be talking about puberty. <laughs> Everybody hey, dreads it. That's super fun. <laughs> so, I can't wait for that. Okay, we will see you next week. Yay. Bye.